Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, only on K News FM 98.5. We're having a discussion with Jeff English, who's the general manager of the Central Coast Blue Water Recycling Authority. Now, Jeff, um, right before the break, you were talking about the Sentinel Wells and how they had detected seawater intrusion uh, back, I think, in 2009. 2009, yeah, correct. And um, I think it was detected again in 2019 at, at one place. But the idea that there's modeling where there's uh, more water that can be extracted upstream, um, can you explain how that is? It seems to me if the... Uh, <coughs> If there's an injection of water right there, uh, if there's 900 acre-feet injected by Oceano and Grover Beach, which is what I understand is happening, uh, how does that free up more water upstream? Uh, certainly. A good good question. So essentially, uh, the injection wells will create a plume of fresh water uh, along the coast, uh, a curtain, if you will, uh, of fresh water that will, under pressure, prevent seawater or salt water to intrude into the, the groundwater basin. And so hydrogeologists who... This is what they do, and this is uh, uh, have determined that we can actually increase our pumping. So right now, our pumping level has been artificially reduced because of the concern uh, for seawater intrusion. So the hydrogeologists have determined that by creating that wall, wall of water, we can pump out the water that's being injected in, plus there's uh, an additional... Uh, factor of about 50% of water that we can extract beyond what we put into the water because of that protection barrier that has been uh, placed between the production wells and seawater. So the, um, let me see if I understand this right for our listeners. Uh, If there's fresh water that's pumped down into the ground near the ocean, um, you're going to be able to increase the amount of water from wells upland by 50%. You're not you're not actually pulling out the same water that you're pumping in. Is that we won't necessarily be pulling out the same uh, water molecules that we're pumping in, but that w- there will the water will travel. Certainly, we're injecting it into the lower aquifer, uh, and um, so uh, that water. Uh, there's water that's constantly flowing through the aquifer out into the ocean. That's just natural. So mm-hmm. we'll be creating okay. a barrier that will essentially create pocket of water that we can extract from. Uh, and so by continuing to put that uh, fresh water in, in that curtain, uh, we can extract the corresponding amount and an increased amount based on uh, what the hydrogeologists are, are determining. Have the hydrogeologists, I guess, a natural question... Uh, if you're pulling out more water upland, uh, is that does that create a danger of uh, the land sinking, slumping because there's not water to support it? Certainly, uh, yeah. And uh, good question. Uh, subsidence is an issue uh, in other areas. Uh, we will be 
taking out one what is already uh, permitted to us under the um, uh, auspices of the the groundwater uh, Santa Maria groundwater basin adjudication. Okay. So we'll be within that uh, amount of water. In addition, there will be monitoring wells, and those monitoring wells will be monitored on a a regular basis to determine uh, the amount of water that's being injected in uh, and other factors. So this is um, something that will be managed and monitored on a regular basis. Now, uh, there was substantial controversy in Grover Beach over uh, the funding mechanism for this. Mm -hmm. Uh, not not quite half of the folks who were water users objected to the rate increases. Um, I, and as you said, this is a generational project. Uh, it takes a long time to put it together. It takes a long time to perfect it. Um, uh, and the board that governs it, as I understand it, are the three mayors of the three cities involved. Is that right? Correct. So here's here's my question. Um, in that kind of a environment, how agile is the authority to changing conditions? In other words, um, for instance, uh, now that the uh, regional water quality or the the state water quality board has authorized the use of uh, recycled water as a potable drinking source directly instead of indirectly, um, that would change the cost structure for uh, making that usable for, for the residents of that, those three cities. Uh, now, that, that doesn't necessarily address the need for keeping the uh, seawater from intruding, but... Um, is that the kind of thing that if there are changing conditions and suddenly there are opportunities for different technologies to be added on that actually might be less expensive, I don't know that it is, mm-hmm. than injecting, uh, than drilling wells and injecting the water down into the ground for reuse later? Um, uh, how agile is this authority? Well, the, the project is, is being uh, designed to be an indirect potable reuse project, which it involves the injection of uh, ground wa- water into the ground. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, could this be transformed in the future as a direct potable reuse project? Uh, possibly. Uh, it would de- that is a, a more costly process. There's additional uh, treatment involved. Uh, it, it would in- involve uh, additional facilities that wouldn't necessarily fit on the site, uh, but that doesn't mean that can't be addressed in the future. It's kind of interesting. I, I, I actually opened uh, a, uh-huh. a, a, a book. I, I, I've been reading uh, a couple books. Uh, one is uh, called Purified. It's a book written by Peter Annan just this year about uh, Pure, uh, about water reuse projects. Okay. A- and uh, a number of years ago, back in 2014, the cities of uh, Wichita Falls in uh, Texas and um, Big Springs uh, both had uh, water supplies about to run out. A- and the uh, quote in this book is that, um, you know, 
Big Springs in Wichita Falls showed that uh, if you will wait until it's almost too late, people can be extremely supportive. So we don't want to wait until it's too late. Uh, it, this is, as I mentioned, a, a, a general generational benefit project, and it's not inexpensive. I, I use the analogy of uh, Lake Lopez. Lake Lopez was significantly expensive uh, water supply project. Uh, and uh, in the beginning, there was controversy about the cost that would be put into that and the impact that it would have on water users in the South County. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like buying I, your house. I actually remember that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like buying your house. When you first buy your house, you're a young couple. You don't know how the heck you're going to pay that monthly mortgage. It's very expensive. Ten years later, you, you know, the, the cost has stayed the same. You've got a couple raises and... You know, it's a little easier. 20 years later, you have inexpensive housing. 30 years later, when it's paid off, you have free housing. We have the same dilemma. Uh, It's not inexpensive now, but uh, 30 years from now, it will be a very inexpensive, reliable water source that will provide for generations. So uh, it isn't cheap now. Your question really was, how nimble can we be? Exactly. And so I'm not avoiding the question. I'm kind of getting there indirectly. Uh, And so uh, that uh, project, uh, if we came upon an emergency where we ran out of water, then we may need to be nimble. We may need to be to do something different. And some of these cities that were that addressed uh, their water supply in short order, uh, they were significant cost projects. Uh, our plan is to avoid the need for urgency, avoid the need for an emergency by doing a project that will provide uh, for that water supply when we get there uh, in a way that is uh, more managed uh, and uh, more controlled. We also have, this project is uh, supported by 50% grant funding, state and federal funding that uh, are not the responsibility of the local uh, water rate holders, uh, and that uh, we're essentially getting this project at a 50% discount moving forward now. So now is the time, the time when we when we aren't under emergency conditions and uh, we can uh, be ready for when that situation occurs where we do need the water. Well, folks, you're listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. This is your host, Stu Jenkins, and we've been talking with Jeff English, the general manager of the Central Coast Blue Recycling Authority. Uh, We're going to be right back after this break. 